we go, everybody. It's me, me reading stuff. I'm Robin O'Neill. You're you. We love each other. We do this thing. We talk to each other. We think about things. We contemplate. We take care of each other. We take care of ourselves. That's what we do here on Me Reading Stuff. And we read something, which I'm excited about what I'm reading today. And I pretty much can guarantee you 0% of you will think you care about it. But maybe when you hear it, you will have a reaction to what I'm reading. It should have been the Halloween episode. I forgot to do a Halloween episode, by the way. Happy Halloween, belated. Happy Diwali today. And uh, sorry about not doing Halloween episodes. I feel like I've done one every year, right? And I just sort of failed on that front. And I had the perfect thing picked out, which is what I'm reading today. So we'll see if you'll accept that as a late Halloween gift. I'm going to start with some business today. I actually have something new and exciting to share with you guys. And it is something I haven't done for so long on the podcast, which is a contest. That's right. We're doing a contest. So listen up and listen good. Here's how this is going to go. Everyone who orders one of my new 2021 greeting cards from my shop, which you can find on my website, that is robinoneal.com forward slash shop. All right, so everybody who orders a greeting card, your name will be put in a drawing. Each card you order will be one entry each. So if you order one, you'll be in the drawing once. If you order 10, you'll have a 10 times greater chance to win. Um, I'm thinking you want to know what you're going to win, and I'll tell you. It's going to be a drawing of mine, Um, one of my drawings, and it's going to be a good one. That's right. You will get an unframed drawing just because I want you to be able to frame it to your own liking. This drawing will be about eight inches by 10 inches. That's one of my small drawings. Um, And the the value of a piece this size, just an FYI, is $4,000. So one card that, that you can get in my shop is only $5. A set of four cards is $16. This is while the supplies last. I'm not going to be reordering more cards when I sell out this year like I did last year. So this is it. You've got a very short window of opportunity here, unless I change my mind, which I doubt I will. But I would love to see you guys entered. And I'm going to be really fair. I'm going to do an Instagram live drawing so everybody's name will be put in a hat or a bucket or whatever. And I'll probably have my stepson or somebody else, you know, pull the thing so nobody thinks I'm like rigging the contest or anything. But I'm very excited and I'm going to make it specifically for whoever it is. So um, the drawing is not made yet. I'm going to uh, make something really, really, really good, though, that that looks typical of my, you know, drawings. So if you like my drawings and you want to own one, and you can't do that for $4,000, this is your chance. And again, you get more entries if the more cards you buy. So get on there, www.robinoneal.com forward slash shop. All right. I'm going to get right into it. We're going to do a shorter podcast this week. Um, Why? Why is that? Well, I'm hungry. I'll be honest with you. I'm hungry. Uh, number two, I love giving you guys a variety of podcast lengths. You know, it's fun, short, long, anywhere in between. And also I'm just in a mood. I don't know what this mood is. I've been in a little bit of a slump emotionally. As you guys know, I mentioned it last week. Things are a little rough on me. I know I don't sound like it. That's because I've got a lot of like energy, internal energy right now, but 
I notice anytime I'm quiet and not talking, I'm just like kind of bumming around like a loser. Like I'm just like head down, like Charlie Brown. That's what I'm, that's what I'm like right now. So anyway, I've just got to deal with myself. You know, I've got, I've got things to deal with. I've got things I need to do privately within my own head and in the quiet. So it's time for me to wind down. It's, it's 6.35 tonight. Thank you. By the way, I did my um, university visit, the visiting artist thing today. And I, I think maybe only one of you came. Um, so I'm a little sad that I didn't see any familiar faces in there. But to that one of you, you know who you are, and I appreciate you being there. Um, I had a very good time. Although it is so strange, isn't it? Like the new way of doing artist lectures is you're just talking to yourself. You can't see or hear anybody, and you're just like... It's so funny. I mean, of course, you always have the option if you want to have a few of the facilitators' faces there, but I don't want to put them through that for no reason, you know, but you're just like, it, I mean, it's so funny. I guess I'm used to just talking to myself here on the podcast, so it seems like it'd be the same, but unfortunately, you're forced to look at your own head. Like, when I'm doing this, I'm not looking at myself. I also have, I don't know if you guys know this, but I also have a life coach, um... And I always choose with him to not do video. I, 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 just, I just don't want to do video that often, you know? I like to do audio. Anyway, this is all beside the point. All right, I'm going to read to you guys. So today I'm going to be reading from, she's a lady. I wish I knew personally, but I don't. Her name is Melody Thomas Scott. She is the main female lead on Young and the Restless. All right, you guys know I'm obsessed with Young and the Restless right now. So I've been reading a lot of the autobiographies of some of the actors on the show. She has played the same character for something like 40 years or something. It's insane when you th- read about these guys who their lives have been um, equally di- divided between their fake families on the soap operas. They're on five days a week, almost every week of the year, you guys. I mean... And they've been married to the same person for 40 years on the, on the show. It's just like wild. But anyway, so she plays Nikki Newman, married to my all-time favorite character, Victor Newman, Eric Braden, also read his book. And this book that I read is called Always Young and Restless, My Life On and Off, America's Number One Daytime Drama. That is by Diversion Books from 2020. I'm going to put a link in the description so you can find that. Um, I recommend it. By the way, have you guys ever read an autobiography or a biography for that matter um, of somebody you don't care about at all? You don't know about them. You don't care about them. I know I've done it a few times. I can't remember who they are. And it is so, there's something so fun about that. Now, this person, like, again, no offense to Melody Scott Thomas. I, I love her as a person. I wouldn't say that Nikki Newman is at the top of my list um, of my favorite characters. But I'm still very interested in her experience as an actor on an enormous, long-standing show like this. So it was very good. Um, along with what I'm going to read you, here's a couple of notes I took on what I learned from her book. I took these down. Okay. Uh, Bob Barker, uh, you know, they're on CBS, and so is The Price is Right. So she basically said it without saying it. The Bob Barker was a very mean person in real life. I didn't know that. Uh, she met her best friend on Twitter. I love that about her. Uh, Muhammad Ali was an enormous Young and the Restless fan. I knew this from another book, too. He was obsessed with it. 
And he came and visited the set, and in front of everybody, he levitated above the ground, like far, like a foot above the ground for a very long time. Muhammad Ali did. So take that in. He was an illusionist along with being the greatest of all time. Um, Melody is able to cry out of one eye on cue. If, they're, if they like need it on the left eye because that's stage right or something, she can cry out of her left eye. If they need just one drop of tear, one tear to come down her, the left side of her face, she can just produce one tear. Um, I am fascinated by that. Does anybody out there know how to cry on cue? I don't. By the way, I used to cry like 24-7, and now I'm on Lexapro, and it's not as easy for me. It's so weird. It's actually very good for me because I was a mess. You know what I mean? Um, so soap actors have 50 times more dialogue than primetime shows of the same length. Uh, so a primetime hour-long show, she said, would shoot 3 to 10 pages per episode, whereas... Oh my gosh, hold on. Whereas soaps shoot 80 pages a day. Isn't that crazy? These like soap actors are always considered like not as great as film actors. And that is so infuriating to me and these actors because hello, look at what they do. It's crazy. And by the way, when people say they act all like overly dramatic and everything's so insane on, well, they know that they're doing that on purpose. They're great actors. God, I'm acting like I am a, I am on the soap. You know what I mean? Um, oftentimes when I'm talking about these guys too, or talking about something on the show, I'll say like, or I'm telling Damien about what I'm reading. I'm like, do you know what Melody Scott Thomas told me? What I mean is read to me, but for some reason, like I'm really living in a weird dual life right now. And it's between here and Young and the Restless, like 24 seven. I told Damien too, I would say 90% of my brain is taken up these days by just thinking about Young and the Restless. Um, lastly, I'll say she also stabbed Clint Eastwood in the foot on purpose once. Not on screen, off, off screen, on a set of a movie. She just went crazy as a young actress, young uh, child actress, and decided to stab him in the foot when he wasn't looking and pretended, and then nobody knew it was her, and he thought a spider bit him, and she never told anybody until she wrote it in the book. So there's Melody Thomas Scott. And here's what I'm going to be reading from her book, which I highly recommend, which is Always Young and Restless. All right. So let me do a little backup before I read this passage. It's, um, she was a child actor. She worked with Hitchcock. She worked with all the greats, really. And she was in a lot of Westerns. But her mother had her when her mother was a very young teenager. And so she couldn't raise her. And her grandmother ended up raising her. But her grandmother was highly abusive and her grandmother was the one who wanted to be an actress in Hollywood but it never happened so she pushed Melody into it and made her do beauty contest and offered Melody as a two-year-old from the age of two until Melody was old enough to put an end to it in her teen years offered Melody as a young child sorry to anybody this is a little trigger warning about sexual abuse of children. Um, so you might want to stop if I tell you, but uh, right here, and then just don't listen to the rest of the episode. Um, the grandmother offered Melody up a, a, as a sexual whatever you call that. Um, yeah, she let people abuse, sexually abuse Melody right in front of her. The grandma would watch oftentimes. She would put her in the back of a limo 
and watch these old old men, very old men, um, do everything they wanted to do with her. And the descriptions are the most horrific things you've ever read. Uh, it is some of the most upsetting stuff I've ever read in a book, to be honest. And, you know, I read a lot of upsetting things. I watch a lot of upsetting things. But I will say that those parts of this book were some of the worst and most devastating and the saddest things I've ever read about. I could go on and on, but that gives you a little backdrop. This woman was cruel. She, she would not allow Melody to take showers or baths until she knew she was going to present her to these older men um, who got her parts, by the way, got her parts in movies and all of that. So, oh God, it's horrible. So anyway, finally, when Melody was 18, she got to move out of the house and she was so excited. And, you know, quite a bit later, she had to go home to re to uh, pick up some odds and ends that she left in this house, which by the way, her grandma was also a severe hoarder, like disgusting. She said there were Inches of dirt, dust, trash, sticky stuff, gum, food on every square inch of their floor throughout their entire house. And like they, they had never cleaned anything uh, ever. So anyway, imagine the thing. So she goes home. She returns to the house. Here I go. I'm reading. To pick up some items forgotten in my initial haste. I stepped into my childhood home. Nothing had changed. Why would it have? I climbed up the olive green carpeted stairs and moved slowly down the hall toward her bedroom. I didn't really want to see her. Oh, by the way, her grandmother, she found out, was dying. So that's why she's visiting also to like, okay, see her for the last time. Someone in her family said, I think grandma's going to die. Okay, she said, didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there either. I suppose I was doing the, quote, right thing, even though for so many years she had denied me right or even normal. I pushed open the door and stepped into her small, stuffy bedroom. Dusty boxes, stacks of papers, magazines, broken appliances, combs and brushes, trash, and piles of dirty clothes covered every square inch. The downstairs portion of the house was filthy, but my grandmother's bedroom was even worse. It was an indoor junkyard right on the outskirts of Larchmont Village. I could see my grandmother lying on her twin-sized bed with her breasts exposed. This wasn't shocking. I was used to seeing her breast on display. Within the house, her outfit of choice was a muddy brown girdle that, believe it or not, had once been white. What was shocking this day was that her breasts were covered in something black, like tar. I knew that she'd been seeing some kind of Christian science healer in her attempt to avoid seeing an actual doctor. I didn't really know then what a Christian science healer was, I only knew that in their sessions, the healer would touch her and pray away her breast cancer. Then, according to my grandmother, the cancer disappeared, or something. At that particular moment, I concluded that the black muck covering her chest must have been some sort of spiritual Windex gifted from the healer intended to clean away the disease for good. I scooted around the stacks of clutter to stand at her bedside. Her Edith Bunker-style brown wig had been removed, revealing to me, for the first time, sparse strands of white-gray hair. I immediately started babbling away about a movie of the week I had just been cast in, the studio, and the shoot dates. She only grunted in response, so I looked down at her in exasperation as if to say, can't you show some enthusiasm? But my brow instantly furrowed. There were baby worms moving in and around the muck on her chest. Another gift from the Christian scientist? Another one of her healing remedies? Worms? 
I stumbled back straight into her dresser, knocking some of her trash onto the floor. There are baby worms on you, I exclaimed. They are not worms, she hissed, glaring at me with a hate-tinged side-eye. They're magnets. My grandmother wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. Her mispronunciations were a commonality, but this, sorry, but this particular mispronunciation did guide me to clearly surmise that what I was gazing upon were maggots. Maggots. There were living, breathing maggots burrowing through her flesh. This wasn't some sort of spiritual Windex or a black slime gift from the nutty scientist. This was rotting skin. I was totally aghast. Who would allow this to happen to their body? I covered my nose. The stench was more than I could stomach. I had never smelled a decomposing human body before, but I imagined that it would smell something like the odor that was emanating from my grandmother, like a carcass on a scorching summer sidewalk. It was all-encompassing, as if scent had found form and was able to attack you with invisible hands and penetrate like a knife to the gut. Oh, and there were flies, actual flies hovering above her body, like vultures in the desert, circling a wounded animal, waiting for the cold hand of death to descend so that they could, at last, devour their prey. Whoa, guys. I mean, is that not insane and disgusting and terrifying and upsetting and I've never heard or read anything quite like it and I hate to say this but I'm just gonna say it because I was so upset at her upbringing and what this grandmother did to her you know if there's karma I mean like this woman desired deserved to die miserably and she did and then she talked about the funeral not so long later and it's just like you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is justice, you know? So that is Melody Thomas Scott's book, and you can uh, look that up if you're interested. If not, just enjoy me reading it to you. Enjoy that beautiful story I just read to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with a little recommendation corner, a quick one, whatever pops to my head. Chef's salads. Those are good. Speaking of salads, my new... Um, I wanted to recommend Click and Grow systems this is not an ad that sounded like it i could do oh god is any could anyone be better at ads than me i think i would naturally just go into it the way i talk about the things i love it would be so easy click and grow systems got one in my studio now you you grow whatever lettuce herbs flowers to little mini tomato plants of your choice you get these little pods and it's a hydroponically grown thing well not really because there's dirt they're little dirt pods with a seed and you put them in, you only have to water it like once every two weeks. You water the, you put water in the container and then you have amazing great lettuce or bok choy or rainbow chard or romaine or whatever it is, whatever kind of lettuce you like, you've got it. So I've been making the best salads of all time. You can't even imagine them. I should take pictures and show them to you next time we go eat French fries together. So anyway, I love my, it's from Click and Grow, if you've ever seen it. I don't know how I found out about it, but my God, I love, I love it. I've had a few bum, bummer ones that didn't work, I will say. And it really upset me because it was ones I really wanted. Um, I think it was the bok choy that didn't work. But rainbow chard, I love and it's working so good. So anyway, I made a chef salad the other day and I loved it. Actually, a couple in a row. I've been eating salads for lunch. I still recommend the four o'clock apple. I haven't been doing as much. I recommend an afternoon walk too. Stress walking, walking out the stress, it helps. Haven't been doing anything. You know what? I haven't been doing anything good for myself except reading and taking baths. 
Um, I recommend feeling all your feelings without judgment towards yourself. That's always nice, isn't it? I tend to beat myself up over my feelings all the time and I need to get better about it. So help me, help me get better about it. What do I do, you guys? I recommend slowing down and being quiet regularly. And more than anything, I recommend taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself. In any possible way you can take care of yourself, do that. And uh, I'll do the same. That's it for today, you guys. If you feel up for rating this podcast on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it. It really helps me out and helps the podcast. Maybe just share it with friends. And if you want to win that drawing of mine, get on my shop and order yourself your fun slash depressing holiday cards. It's fun to give out holiday cards, guys. One that commemorates another bizarre year unlike any other. I know it's not as bad as 2020. But as my card says, it sucked too. Perfect for the holidays. I love you guys. Have a good rest of your night. Bye-bye.